brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. The podcast critics have spoken. Has this guy ever actually interviewed anyone before? And? Wow, that was long. And? I don't have time to listen. Very busy. Sounds like this podcast isn't winning any awards anytime soon. Uh, he did win an award in 2011. Stop living in the past. What else with Corey Mann? Wherever podcasts are sold. Isn't it free? Part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, a podcast whose doppelgangers are somewhere right now doing their version of drunk Sif Pop at this very moment. It's Sif Pop. <laughs> Welcome to Sif Pop, streaming live most weekends or available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Bakers get burst. Bakers get those bursts. <laughs> I'm your host, Aaron Dicer, and he is my fantabulous and first class co-host, Andrew Ormsby. Hi. Laughing his head off. Uh, each week we'll chat about movies, television, whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. Welcome, Tethered Andrew. Hey! What is up, everybody? Oh, oh that was a great way to start the show. A lot of fun. Uh, I'm excited to talk about Us. This, yes. is, this is one of those movies that, if nothing else, is so fun to talk about. You know, just so much to chew on, so much to... In fact, I've already spent two hours talking about it with the guys from CinemaSins oh, yeah? uh, on uh, an episode that I think we'll be releasing for them after you hear this. Is it a so. Swift? No, no, it was uh, no, not here on on Sip Hop on oh. the Sincast. Oh, okay, cool. So, um, but they haven't released that episode yet. It'll probably come out later this week. So you'll probably hear my thoughts here first. Nice, which is nice and fun. Yeah. So uh, we'll talk. I'm glad about you that. give us priority here. Well, of course. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, not. It wasn't up to me. They decided when to release it, not me. So, um, all right. So we'll do that. Of course, we got all our usual stuff as well. We've got a best ever challenge on one syllable movie titles mm-hmm. in honor of us, which should be fun. Sif uh, Quest. About horror movies versus thriller movies, which should be an interesting conversation. It's a thriller. 
And, uh, and of course, uh, all the other fun stuff. Anything you wanted to mention before we get into stuff? Everything going all right? Oh, yeah. Everything's good, man. Everything's real good. Sifpop.com, cruising along. Some fun stuff going on there. Mm-hmm. Lots of articles coming out. I've been checking it every out. Week. Um, really loving our writers, stepping up and putting out some good stuff. So thank you to them, and thank you for checking that out at sifpop.com. Uh, uh, let's kick it off with some Do We Care. Every single week I scour the internet to find out what is going on in the entertainment world. I pick three topics for us to discuss, and we must decide whether or not we care about them or not. Number one, uh, caveat, I did some... Last minute digging to find uh-huh. some buried, and yeah. there's nothing going on. <laughs> there's nothing in the do we care world. Yeah, well, I still have three, but we're probably just well, not going to talk about them. Bill and Ted face the music, August 2020. Oh, we have a date. We have a date. August. I care 2020. about that. Yeah, I th- I'm, I'm excited s- for that movie. Yeah. Oh, Alex Winter and Keanu getting back together. Yeah. So I love the Bill and Ted movies. Yeah, bring it back, man. That's exactly the kind of movie I don't, you know, I would love to revisit. You know, just have fun with it. Is it me, or does Bill and Ted, like for as quirky and even corny as it is, deal with time travel in like some of the best ways out of any movie? Um, no, I you don't think, think so. so. No, I don't think so. I, I think it's all, it's just as paradoxical and messed up when they do it as other things. I think that there's actually some really cool elements in it. Like, what was the, I think it was the second movie where they're uh-huh. like, "Well, we need this thing here in front of us." So we'll go forward in time and put it here, uh-huh. and then it just appears, and like, now we just got to remember to do that later on, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. I think that stuff's just really well, funny. Well, it's interesting and fun, but it's also paradoxical. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's... Kind of the whole uh, future man thing right. going on. Right. Well, anytime, anytime you make a decision and then something appears or changes, I find that to be paradoxical time travel. How it would actually work is it... Would have already would have been there. You would have. Oh, it would either be there or not, which means you either already put it there or didn't. Mm-hmm. You understand what I mean? It doesn't just automatically, you know, merge the timeline or something. You know, not that that couldn't be possible. I guess <laughs> yeah. in some sci-fi way, it's just harder to work through the paradoxes. I gotcha. Um, I thought you were gonna say it's one of the for how crazy and zany it is. It's still kind of deep and meaningful. Like it, there's a heart there. Oh that's yeah. Really great. Well, that's, that's one of the things I always liked. Well, about the heart it. and you know, the story, you know, and the fact that you love these characters is what has made these movies stand the test of time. Yeah. I agree. For as long as they I have. Agree. Um, yeah. So number two, John David Washington, Robert Pattinson will be starring in uh, Christopher Nolan's next film. Ooh. Uh, more so the John David Washington. I'm really excited about him being in a Nolan Pattinson's movie. Pattinson's a great actor. I, I think... Uh, I haven't seen him in anything really besides the Twilights, so... Right. Of course, that's what that's kind of how he got, you know... Yeah. He got stuck in the Twilights, but if you've seen... Um, I'm trying to think of uh, what are some of the other movies. There was one recently that I was like, oh, he's so good in that. Um... So you're saying he actually has some chops? He's yeah, not I just think a pretty so. face. I think so. I mean, Water for Elephants was fine. He was okay in that. Oh, Lost City of Z. You need to see oh, the Lost City yeah. of Z. I forgot about that. That's the one that um, uh, Spider-Man's in. Tom mm-hmm. Holland and uh, uh, we just had him or talked about him last week. Uh, yeah, it's a good movie. I don't. Have you seen it? It's been. It was the Amazon movie. Yeah, I. I. It was like kind of like a background watch mm-hmm. for me. You know. Yeah, it's got Tom Holland in it. Charlie Hunnam. Charlie in Hunnam. It. That's who I was. Cena thinking Miller's of. in it. Um, lots of good stuff going on in that movie. 
it's definitely worth a watch. Okay, well, maybe so, I'll rewatch and actually pay attention. So yeah, so that doesn't. I think Pattinson will be fine. Um, and I'm I'm really. I mean, it's Nolan, right? Like I'm always yeah. excited to see what he's going to do. Obviously, Nolan does not release what his movies are about, or even really a mm-hmm. title until like a trailer is ready. So right. So yeah, on that front, he is probably. Another reason why you like him so much is he's not really given anything away with his movies. That's right. Even in trailers. Because I remember whenever the first trailer for uh, Inception came out, mm. nobody knew what was happening in that. They're like, yeah. what is going on? Yeah. And then it came out and it was one of the most brilliant movies. So number three. I'm excited for anything uh, Christopher Nolan. So oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Number three. Okay. So I don't really have all the information on this. So hopefully I'm getting everything correct. Okay. Apple TV Plus. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was just today they had the yeah, big the big reveal. Reveal so, and everything. From what I'm gathering is it's going to be what you and I have been wishing for for so long. To take Hulu, CBS All Access... Um, all these others, not Netflix, so I need to preface that, not Netflix, Amazon, and combining them all into one subscription service. Hmm. You would need an Apple TV for it, so you know, stream from. Right. Um, I don't think they released a price yet for it, but it's coming out this fall. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, you and I, we've been talking about forever. Get sure. all of these. Uh, What's the cost? Like I said, they haven't. They didn't oh, release a price. Oh, okay, all right, all right. I, I would imagine... It's Apple, so it's going to be expensive. I'd say forty a month. Well, it's not a surprise considering that Apple did the same thing with music, right? They were the first one to really go, okay, let's try to get all the music in the same place. Mm-hmm. Um, now, originally, they did that and did it all a cart, you know, like pay for the music as opposed to a streaming service. And then Spotify kind of taught everybody how to do that. So it evolves, things change. Um, it doesn't. I mean. I, I'm not an Apple person. I don't want to be an Apple person. I don't like the way they run their uh, products. You know, it's a very closed system, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's always annoying to me. But uh, but I mean, if it's the right price for the right content, why yeah. not? Um, other than other again, other than again, like you said, and like I just said, closed system. Gotta have the Apple TV. Yeah. Whereas Google's like, hey. Chrome is built into all your TVs and everything. We don't. Mm. You don't have to buy our thing. We just build it right into everything you own. Yeah. I already have an Apple TV, so maybe that's why I'm just like, hey, bring it on. Yeah, they're not expensive. Go buy an Apple TV, people. Yeah, what are they like? Forty bucks? Come on. Yeah, I'm just. I'm just telling you that's a bad business strategy for them. Like it's worked for them. <laughs> it's before. worked for them so far. They're the number it, one company in the vault in the world. I think mean, in the days are changing. Like people are more and more, you know, just going to want to have access to things on what they buy and they don't want to buy a million different things. So yeah, it'll be interesting. Well, you know, every three years I end up rebuying an iPhone just cause I don't want to relearn a different <laughs> IO or operating system, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think I'm, what was I'm inundated, you know, or whatever it is. Like I can't leave. Um, I think the word you're looking for is slave. Yes. You're a slave. Yeah, I'm a slave. <laughs> to the Apple corporation. Yeah. Uh, Stockholm Syndrome, right? Yes, that's yeah. what it is. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, uh, that's going to wrap it up for Do We Care. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what what they do. I'm yeah. always excited to see who's doing what with the streaming stuff and how that's all going to work. So yeah, everything was just released today. So I'm sure over the coming week, you know, there's going to be more information released. So a lot of fun. Yeah, very nice. All right, you ready to talk about a movie? Yeah, but all right, let's review us. There's a family in our driveway. It's probably the neighbors. But y'all scare a family? Hi, can I help you? 
Zora, put your shoes on. If you want to get crazy, we can get crazy. Accompanied by her husband, son, and daughter, Adelaide Wilson returns to the beachfront home where she grew up as a child. Haunted by a traumatic experience from the past, Adelaide grows increasingly concerned that something bad is going to happen. Her worst fears soon become a reality when four masked strangers descend upon the house, forcing the Wilsons into a fight for survival. When the masks come off, the family is horrified to learn that each attacker takes the appearance of one of them. It is us, Jordan Peele's follow-up to Get Out. Could you be more excited for a movie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah. But not much more. No. I mean, To say I wasn't hyped going into this would be a huge... I was so stoked for this movie. Get Out is so great, and yeah. you, you get a sense that Jordan Peele understands the idea of building messages into his movies... And that's something that I always love very much. And Us is no different. Uh, did you like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay? I was going to say high side of really liked it, but I'm going to go love side or low side of loved it. I have yeah. some issues with this movie. Yes, as do I. Um, I am on the high side of liked it. Okay. Um, so it sounds like we're both right, kind of in yeah, the, right same, there. the same place. I actually started just in the middle of liked it, but the more I think about it, the things I like about it are good enough for me to... To build that up just a little bit yeah. more, but um, but yeah, there's not only is are there flaws in this movie, they are such foundational flaws that they're really hard to ignore. Yeah, um, uh, can I preface by saying something? Sure, I've only seen this movie once, uh, as have I. Yeah, so uh, that's not to say that there are or are not spoilers or twists in this movie. It's more along the lines of me wanting to say that there is so much to dissect from this movie that I think would lend itself to multiple viewings to try and understand. So if I do have a con with this movie, I could potentially rewatch it and realize, Oh, well maybe there it is right there. That's just, you know, or even a pro like, Oh, I love this about the movie. Right. It's just, there's so much to dive into with this. Yes. And, uh, I, like I said, I have spent a couple hours already diving into it with, uh, about 40 people in a live show environment. And it was really interesting and fun to see what different people caught and what other people didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, this, if nothing else, and let's just start here. If nothing else, I love it when a movie is made that is, that you want to immediately talk about, like you immediately want yes. to explore and figure out and engage. What did this mean? And what did this mean? Um, that is a huge pro for me. I love it when a movie makes you think um, and makes you want to have conversation. I will also say because of that, uh, I don't know how long this uh, this like non-spoiler review will be. I imagine like the the biggest part of our talk about this movie Spoilers. will be in the sift spoil, yeah, um, which is a separate episode that should be in your podcast feed. Uh, so uh, I don't know how how much there is to talk about non spoiler wise, but I think we can touch on a few things that we liked. Or, Let me throw this out. Like. My biggest pro for this movie, yeah, Jordan Peele is a visual mastermind. Mm-hmm. This movie is beautifully shot. Yes, it is just gorgeous. The way he works with colors, the way he works with you know uh, cameras following characters. Like there's a, a beginning uh, in the beginning of this movie. It's just a pan out. And I was fascinated the entire pan out during the credits. I'm like, it, it just invoked so many questions and it really got my curiosity going. And then with, you know, 
other scenes with following characters from behind, you know, it just builds tension. He is a genius. You can really tell that he is a man who has loved horror for a very long time and that he appreciates what has always made a good horror movie. Let me ask you a question about that. Okay. Um, And I I don't have the answer and I'm not trying to imply anything by the question. Okay. Uh, I agree. And you see... The incredible, uh, you know, uh, you know, homages or homage that yeah. he pays to other horror films with the, a certain shot here and a certain shot there. What is there something in this movie that stands out to you as being Jordan Peele's shot? Or is it all just taking what other masters have done and redoing it in a new environment or in a new way. Is there anything, like, as you think through the movie, because I was trying to do this and think, oh, I loved what he did there. I haven't seen that before. Can you think of moments like that? And a I know visual, I'm you on, yeah. A visual aspect, no. I think that he has looked at the masters throughout the years and he's picked the best parts of each of them and he's and culminated there's nothing that. wrong with that. I'm not saying that. No, that's no, what no. I'm saying. There's that's nothing. what learning is. You right. Know? Yeah. So right. I think from that element, you know, he is, uh, he is gathering, but the mess, sorry, the messages within a horror movie that he is portraying are definitely his own. Right. He has cornered the market pretty much on, you know, the Get Out was, you know, about uh, racial bias, you know, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. This movie's more about uh, social standing bias, you know, mm-hmm. without getting into too many spoilers. But, right. you know, there's always a deep, important social message in his horror movies. I know he's only done two, but, you know, you don't see that ever. That is solely Jordan Peele. Um, but well, I push, a, I push back about not seeing that ever. Horror movies have been rife with metaphors for a long time. Um, what I think is different with Jordan is he's putting it right at the front and making it the point yeah. of the movie. Maybe that's more what I was trying to say. Yeah, and and I think that is something that he has he has even stated about doing social commentary with horror uh, films. Uh, so so yeah, I, I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else did you like? Man, Lupita Nyong'o is so good. Winston Duke's great, too. Winston Duke. Okay, so let's say this. Yes, you gave away the... You didn't give away. Everybody knows. Doppelgangers. Right. So everybody here is doing twice the work. Right. Having to play two different characters. And everybody nails it. Yeah. I bought into it. It is so fascinating. But I think the standout here is Lupita. What she is doing between Red and... uh, What was the... Adelaide. Adelaide, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's just crazy. That is Oscar-worthy performance right there. Yeah, I agree. And, and here's the thing. Both of the... Uh, I almost said M'Baku, but uh, Winston Duke. <laughs> but, you know, I th- mainly what I know Winston Duke from is Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And to see him do a completely different character, this nerdy, yeah, quirky, goofy funny, dad. goofy dad. Uh-huh. It's just so... It wasn't jarring, but it was just fascinating to watch. I loved his character. Yeah. He, not performance. He was the comic wise. relief. He might have been my favorite character in the movie. Not, I think that Lupita was a better performance, but mm-hmm. overall character, I think he was just great. I love yeah. that guy so much. Did the humor work for you? <clears throat> Some parts. Yeah. Mostly him. Mostly him. Yeah. I it worked for me too, but sometimes I wondered if it worked too well. Like it almost took me out of the tension too much. Sometimes, like it's good to break the tension. But not destroy the tension. Yeah. And, I, and sometimes it was like, oh, like now I'm, am I watching a comedy now? Kind of thing, you know? 
There were... I thought it was fine. I, 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 I no, don't say that no, was no. an awful part about the movie, but it did make me wonder sometimes. Um, That didn't take me out of it as much as, like, without getting into too many spoilers, obviously. Character uh, uh, morality changes, I guess mm-hmm. I could say. Like, uh, how emotional, you know, changes so quick that I didn't really see a transition from one mindset to another mm. i'm really trying to you know tiptoe around yeah like i said spoilers is where we're really gonna be yeah. able to talk about stuff um i you mentioned two of mine visuals performances i thought were absolutely incredible let's camp on the, the metaphor the message for a while because this is my favorite thing about the movie and it's so meaningful for me mm-hmm. um i it is it is something that I think we all face in today's culture, especially in America. It's no uh, accident that she says the lines, you know, we're Americans. Yeah. Uh, it's no accident that us is also U.S. Yes. You know, uh, <laughs> we are dealing in our country with such a divisive us versus them mentality, mm-hmm. whether it be religion, politics, race, gender, uh, whatever the case may be. Um, this movie in some really incredible ways that we can't talk about till spoilers, but some in some really incredible ways says there is no us versus them. It is us. Yeah. It is all us. And when you put somebody down, when you divide yourself and say they're awful because they're different from me in this way, they're the other. Um, you are saying that about yourself. That is, that is somebody who is a human being just like you are. Yeah. Um, and man, I found that powerful. What I was curious about is how much I'm watching this movie and I'm noticing metaphors that are not intentional, but my own personal, you know, feelings in my own life has forced metaphors into this movie that weren't even supposed to be there. Well, sometimes the best metaphorical movies are uh, are a... Self-revelating? Yeah, they're a breeding ground for the things you want to put on them. I think this one is more intentional than that. I do think, you know, there are intended metaphors here. Oh, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. But But, uh, but, there are things like... With you know, they're all wearing red, so I didn't know if that was like a political, you know, the red. You I, know. I think that's intentional. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, her name's red. Yes. As well. Yeah. You know. So yeah, red state, blue state. I think that's intentional. All that stuff. So. Yeah. Um, and I think it's important. I think it's valuable. Yeah, absolutely. So that was the most meaningful part of the movie to me, and the part, and the reason though, even though I, I think there are some foundational issues with this film. Um, the reason that I, that I still really like it Mm -hmm. um yeah my big con for this movie is the ending the ending like without getting (laughs) man i gotta keep stop saying that uh don't try and explain everything let some things just be the mystery that they are well and here's the problem and we have i think you know what i'm talking about well and i think we have the same big con um the metaphor movies can go one of two ways. You can be mother, right? Mother! Where, <laughs> where you're like, this is a metaphor movie. We're not trying to make sense. We're not trying to make literal sense. We're yes. not trying to tell you a story that exists in the real world. Yeah. We're doing a metaphor here, yeah. right? Or you can explain it and have it work both ways. And that's my favorite. If it can work both ways, that's my favorite. Where it works is a great metaphor, but also the story works too. Mm-hmm. And the problem with this movie, and I think it's foundational, and I think it's it's, I've seen a lot of hand waving to it, like oh, it doesn't matter, you know. No, just, it matters. It matters. It really it re- does and matter. The reason it matters 
is because the movie says it matters. Yes. The movie takes time to try to explain these things to us. As soon as the movie does that, it's saying this matters. Yes. Right? If, like you said, if it would just have left things up to the imagination and not tried to explain everything, well, then you can go, okay, it doesn't matter because the movie's just trying to do a metaphor. Yeah. But this movie is trying to do both and it completely fails yes. at making a literal movie. Complete. It is a mess, literally. Um, but it is brilliant metaphorically. Yes. <laughs> but it is a mess, literally, and that matters because the movie wants it to matter. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I completely agree with you, and I think that's a foundational issue that I just can't, I just can't wave away. I just can't just be like, oh, that's all right. You know? It's and that's, just... that's the only thing that's keeping me from confidently saying I love this movie. Right. But I do think that there are so many pros that are so poignant and you know right in your face they're so good that i agreed. can't not say even hesitantly i love this movie uh, agreed but you know everybody's gonna ask which one i like more get out absolutely i like more. get out does both right yes get out works both ways and yeah. that's gonna be the better movie every time yeah this movie just doesn't work both ways and for more on how it doesn't work both ways Stay for the five-hour Sif spoil. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Really, honestly, is there anything else we can talk about before we start spoiling this thing? Honestly, no. I don't think so. I don't think so either. So we're going to leave it there. Once you've seen the movie, make sure you also download the Sif spoil on us, and we will pick up the conversation then. And hopefully that doesn't seem like a cop-out, like we're just trying to end this conversation quickly. But I think that there's just so much we can't say. Yeah. It is one of those movies where to have a conversation about it is... To spoil it yeah. in some ways. So we will do that in the Sif Spoil. Hopefully uh, you can go see the movie and meet us there because uh, we would love to continue the conversation there. Overall, huge recommend, even with the major issues that I have. It's a huge recommend. Absolutely. It is one of those movies that, uh, like I said, it's doing something. It's making choices, fun to talk about, and uh, very interesting to watch. So still a recommend for me. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Uh, ready to move on to the best ever challenge? Yeah, buddy. All right. So we like to take a category that deals with the movie and then find the best ever movies that fit that category. We're doing best ever one syllable title movies. Not one word. One, one syllable. syllable title movies. And there are lots of them. There are. I was surprised. I'm like, oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's a good one. Wow, that's a good one, too. Yeah. Yes. Uh, if you want to see the corresponding article with the uh, top ten is picked by the Sif Pop writers, and you go to SifPop.com and click on it there. But these are our choices. The right choices. <laughs> for us. Uh, I, I have four movies in my top 100 movies of all time that only have one syllable. I had all five of my top five are in my top In your top 100? Yeah. Interesting. Very nice. Um, I got a lot of honorable mentions, though, so. <laughs> let's do it. Let's start with number five. Uh, you you want to go first? No, why don't you do it this time? All right. I'm going to go with Snatch. Um, it's just such a great, it's the follow up to lock, stock and two smoking barrels, which yep. definitely is not a one syllable title, <laughs> but, uh, this one's starring, uh, Brad Pitt as one of the funniest roles he's ever had in a movie. It, one of the most likable and it's just this crazy, you know, spider web of this affects this, a butterfly effect of a movie that is just, it's it's scary it's funny it, there's action it's suspenseful i guess scary is not really but it's definitely suspenseful 
Um, I love this movie. I absolutely love this movie. I I need to watch it again. Okay. Honestly, it's been so long, and I don't remember enjoying it. I really haven't enjoyed any of Guy Ritchie's movies. Really? Really. Not and even the Sherlock's or anything? Nice-ish, Ish? maybe. Um, I don't know. There's something about the way he films that is just, it's a little much for me. It's just a little too frenetic for me to buy into it. Um. But I need to go back and watch it because my tastes have changed probably since I've seen a lot of these movies. So cool. I think it would be interesting for me to go back and see it. Your number five. My number five is Dave. Dave. Dave, the movie about uh, Kevin Klein uh, imitates the president because he looks just like him. I have not heard or seen of this. You've never heard of Dave? No. All right, Andrew. You've got homework now. Apparently, yeah. Uh, this is just one of those awesome optimistic movies that's so funny and so fun and it, it dares to ask the question what if we had a good president uh-huh. <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of one of those movies it's like what if we had a, a human being in there that you know could actually turn things around and wanted to do the right thing there was so, an eddie murphy movie like that a long time ago was too. there yeah it was not dave it was not dave <laughs> yeah uh dave is my number five what do you got at number four uh I want you to tell me if this counts or not, because this movie has multiple titles. Uh, Leon. Leon does not count. It has Leon as a title, The Professional as a title, Uh so it doesn't count. Well, which which of those titles has one syllable? Leon. Leon? Uh, Two syllables. (laughs) All right, I'm going to change it out for Locke. Locke, there's a good choice for you. Yeah. That was in my honorable mentions. Talk about it. Man. If you would have ever told me that watching a two or an hour and a half movie about a guy driving in his car, talking to people on the phone would have been riveting and fascinating, I would have laughed at you. <laughs> but this movie does it. And it all comes down to just how good Tom Hardy is. I'm going to challenge you on that because I remember when I told you about Locke, you did not laugh at me. You believed me. But I'd already seen it. You No, I told you about Locke and you were like, I have to... Really? I saw Locke when it came out. All right. I was misremembering then. I'm sure that you have many a friend who have been recommended Locke to. Nobody has laughed at me when I've said it. That's for sure. Okay. Disbelief, yes. Just not laughter. <laughs> Aaron, you fool. <laughs> nothing <laughs> like right. that? No, nothing like I that. I think you would have remembered that. <laughs> this movie's so great. Yes. Uh, Tom Hardy is just... I mean, what did we do to deserve him? Like, he's so good in this movie. Yeah. It's, I, it's just... It's one of those mind-blowing movies, so... Yeah, yeah, definitely one worth watching. Your number four? Mine's Rope from Hitchcock. Oh, okay. Uh, I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's so good. Hitchcock does this thing in it where he's he's kind of at his best when he likes to challenge himself. So he wanted to do a one-take real-time movie, but then they shot on film, obviously, and the film canisters were only 10 minutes. Well, that's not feature-length film, right? Yeah. So he shot 10 10 minute, you know, real time, no retake kind of things. And at the end of each one, there's a transition that like goes behind like somebody's back or something and then out the other side. So it appears as if it's the whole thing's in one take. He birdmanned it back before birdman. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, so it's it's brilliant in that way. And then also the story is really cool. Jimmy Stewart is Jimmy Stewart <laughs> playing a professor who has to deal with the fact that his students have taken his philosophical ideas to their logical conclusion and whether or not that's a good thing. So 
It's very interesting, very fun to think about, and very fun to watch. Nice. So that's Rope. Number, Number three, three, Jaws. I didn't. I actually had Jaws in my honorable mentions. I know that's crazy. It's such a good movie, but mm. it's just mm. one of those that has never been that high echelon for me. I recognize how good it is, but I just don't enjoy it as much as most people. I think the, what, the most fascinating thing about that movie is the fact that Steven Spielberg went the extra mile to actually put a personal element inside a horror movie. Mm-hmm. The fact that you have Quint, Brody, and Hooper, and there's that moment of bond, bonding on that boat, you know, mm-hmm. and that little extra bit turned it from a phenomenal movie into one of the best ever. Yeah. And the fact that I'm terrified of sharks and I can watch that movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good job, Spielberg. Uh, Jaws is great. That's a great choice. Um, And if you want to see how great a choice it is, go check out the uh, SifPop.com list because it's it's, on there. It's number one on there. I figured, yeah. uh, As it should be. It it really is an incredible film. Again, these are our personal list that are Uh, right. My (laughs) number three is Her. Her. Uh, Joaquin Good Phoenix. Call. It's honorable mentioned. Um, I think this movie is uh, so so prescient. Like it just it feels like a movie that actually takes place in the actual future. Yes, it is probably the closest movie we've ever had to telling us what the future will be. It, like. it seems like it, right? We can't know that for sure yet, but it seems like it. It just seems like artificial intelligence and the idea of you know a quote unquote Siri. Or, you know, Google Assistant mm-hmm. that is a personality who you just co- have conversations with. And I, I just think that makes so much sense and would result in these kind of philosophical and, uh, you know, issues. So psychological issues. So it's I find it absolutely fascinating. And performances in the movie are outstanding. Well, Scarlett Johansson's great yeah. as the assistant. Like, yeah. Just so good. Um, What was I thinking? No, that's the wrong her. <laughs> Um, yes, Joaquin Phoenix is great, and Scarlett Johansson is Amy or a, a Samantha. Would you consider her a coming of age movie or a finding or discovering yourself movie? I mean, more the latter than the former. I mean, yeah. it depends on if you consider Samantha the protagonist or if you consider Joaquin Phoenix's character the protagonist. Yeah, because they're both changing in different ways, right? Mm-hmm. For Samantha, it could be kind of a coming of age or yeah. you know, that's more finding what I was yourself. thinking along kind of movie so you know because yeah. we're there from you know her uh, uh, consciousness being born to mm-hmm. you know the very end so right it's an entire lifespan almost in a movie yep <clears throat> it's great that's a great great choice all right number two and phone you should turn on so my number two is heat mm-hmm. that was in my honorable mentions yeah you know me i love a heist movie and this is one of the best so yeah i mean Val Kilmer killing it, and you Kilmering got Kilmering it. He's Kilmering it, yeah. And of course, you have the two titans of Hollywood, De Niro and Pacino, doing their thing. That scene with them in the diner is one of the most iconic scenes in film history, where they're just looking across the table from each other and like, "So we're going to try and kill each other tomorrow, right?" Yeah, all right. I'll see you there. <laughs> I mean, that's not verbatim what they say, but it's pretty much Chris, what they're Chris, saying. <laughs> that was the entirety of the script. Yeah. But the fact that they were able to pull off such a a scene like that, and mm. uh, here's why I like the movie so much. I love a heist movie that is not as ridiculous. I love the ocean movies, but the amount of money that they're spending for the heist is negated by the heist itself. <laughs> right. 
whenever you do a heist movie, it should be poignant, quick, and, you know, cheap. Right. Don't spend a million dollars to make a million dollars. <laughs> and that's just three guys running into a bank, but, you know, it's clockwork for them. They have everything timed out. All their precision is not in technology. It's all mental. Right. Yeah. Um, my number two is Signs, M. Night Shyamalan, <sighs> which I like more than most people. I love Signs, um, and I should have had it in my honorable mentions, but I forgot it. It is uh, the way it deals with... Um, not just the actual alien invasion story, mm-hmm. which we've seen done in a million different ways. Um, it's done great here. The tension's great. Speaking of Joaquin Phoenix, it's my Joaquin Phoenix list apparently right now. Yeah. Um, some great stuff done there. But even, again, talking about work, movies that work as a metaphor and in a literal sense, the metaphor in this movie or the <coughs> message in this movie about uh, faith and about what that means and about what it means to believe and about how belief reveals itself in the mundane, uh, I found really fascinating and really beautiful. So there's also stuff. the the underlying element of is uh, fate. You know, right. is, are things predetermined or are they? Um, you know, just is mm-hmm. the chaos. You know, stuff like that. Right. Yeah, he did some good stuff back in the day, and then he had his lull. I think he's. Coming back around. Let's hope. Let's yeah. hope. What do you got? For number one? Number one. Crash. Really? I love Crash so much. So much. What do you love about it so much? So I don't know that I've ever heard you talk about your love for Crash. It is a top 15 movie, I think, for me. Okay. I'll have to check. Michael Pena, he, he steals that sure. movie. That scene with him and his daughter in the impenetrable cloak or whatever makes me cry harder than any other scene in a movie hmm. ever. Um, it, and it's like one of those spiderweb movies, you know, like this affects that person, this affects that person, and it's just a story about life in L.A. There's hmm. no huge, um, you know, world-saving plot or anything. It's just life and how, um, you know, one thing can affect another, you know, how one person's prejudice can lead to a... You know, the birthing of another person's prejudice, you know, this right. stuff's taught, you know. Cool. And it's just a hard look at humanity. And I love that movie so much. Very nice. Your number one? It's up. It's in my, It was my first honorable mention. So yeah, yeah, I got to have my Pixar love in there. Uh, also, I obviously love this movie. Um, the first 15 minutes are some of the best filmmaking ever made. Uh, I I love where it goes from there too. It becomes a little wacky, a little fun. I love those characters together, the old man and the boy. I love the dog. I love the adventure. Hi, <laughs> squirrel. I love it all. Yeah. Um, it's it's one I could watch over and over and over again. I've only seen it once. Really? Yeah. Wow. I liked it though. Speaking a of lot. once, there's another one that's in my honorable mentions. Once. Yeah, the musical, the our next technically hey, you lost musical. me at musical, so. <laughs> well, it's, not t- it's the um I want to say Scottish. You know the song. I know you know the song from once. Um <clears throat> Time for internet's once Scottish song. You've never heard this. No. Wow. Sometimes sometimes it amazes me. <laughs> like the the cultural things that fly by you sometimes. Oh uh, yeah. Never heard of never heard of Dave. Never no. never heard this song falling slowly from once. I only like good movies. <laughs> uh all right, that was in my honorable mentions. I also mentioned uh Drive. 
Drive is so good. Yeah. A uh, big. Big. Yep. As one or two. Elf. Oh man, I forgot about Elf. <laughs> no, that definitely would have been an honorable mention one. Uh, moon. Yes, that was on there too. Speed. Oh, I had another. F- I had Rush. Oh yeah. I should have thought of Speed though, because I love Speed. I do. You think it's underappreciated? I do actually. Do you think it just comes across as a corny Keanu right. action movie? Yeah. No, there's something actually really interesting going on in that movie. Sure. Well, yeah. Sandra Bullock's so great. She's so good. Yeah. Uh, cars. No. And no. And Scream were my as uh, my final honorable mention. Uh, I'm gonna throw out Shrek mm-hmm. and It. Yeah. I know you don't like It as much as me. I but, can uh, respect it though. Yeah. And I cannot wait for Chapter Two this year. Oh, I'm so stoked. That cast is amazing. Well, there you go. Best ever challenge, one syllable titles. Let us know what we missed. Make sure you check out the article at sifpop.com to see what our writers decided were the top 10. Before we head on to the Sift Quest, just a reminder that if you'd like to be a member of Sift Pop, it's really easy. Starts at three bucks a month. You get some pretty fun perks, including a monthly video hangout, as well as the pre-show that only members get to listen to uh in this one we talked a little bit about march madness and some other fun stuff as well you get your own podcast feed with all the bonus episodes right there for you all you got to do is go to patreon.com slash huge thanks to mike who became a member uh this last week mike thank you very much for that we appreciate it if you'd like to join mike go to patreon.com slash and become a member on to the Sift Quest. Yes. Uh, this one is an interesting question. And really, I think this is one of the first times somebody has asked us to solve a debate. Yeah. And I also like that they prefaced whatever we decide they're going to stick with. Yeah. So. So my friends and I were debating <laughs> if Get Out and Us are actually horror films or thrillers. First, please settle this Debate, we will abide by your ruling. Mm-hmm. Second, do you think subgenres even matter? Thank you. Uh, well, let's tr- start with the first part, the debate. Neither. They're mockumentaries. <laughs> no. No, no, they are not. I will confidently say they are both thrillers, thrillers. Not, not horror. Not horror films. You have to put it in one or the other. Now, why do you say that? Uh, because I don't <clears throat> think the main intention of this movie is to scare you. Mm-hmm. And I think if you look at what I consider to be real horror movies, The Ring, The Babadook, It, Mm -hmm. The Exorcist, those are movies... Halloween. Halloween. Those are movies trying to scare you. Mm -hmm. Thrillers are more about suspension and tension. Okay. Uh, Examples... Those can be intermingled, right? It's hard to separate those two things sometimes. I'm not saying that us and Get Out do not have horror elements in them, but I think an overall encompassing feeling of those movies is tension. More than fear. Yes. Hmm. I like that, actually. I'll go along with that. Cool. I was going to land on the thriller side as well if I had to pick one or the other. Obviously, we know things are multiple things, but if you have to choose, yeah, I think they're suspense thrillers. Um, One thing that lets me know that is I enjoy them. Like I'm not I'm not a big fan of fear. I don't get the under I don't understand the desire to be scared. Yeah. Right. But I do. I do understand the desire for tension. Yeah. Uh, That's very compelling. That's very interesting. 
to, you know, be anxious about what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, like that's a, a little qu- different. A Quiet Place and Black Swan. Those are thrillers in my mind, you know. Mm-hmm. You're tense and you're nervous in those movies. Right. But the movie isn't trying to scare you. There's an overall... I, would, I don't want to say a bigger purpose because that might sound demeaning towards horror. Mm-hmm. But I think that there's, you know, sometimes always a bigger message in a thriller movie than opposed to a horror movie. Mm-hmm. I, the main intention is not to scare you. Yeah, I think that's fair. So I think our official ruling is that they are thrillers. Yes. Not horror movies. If you're going to make us choose, uh, yeah. we're going to side with thrillers. Here's the second question. Do you think it even matters? No. No, I don't think so either. I, I don't get the whole genre police thing. I mean, I actually, I do kind of understand it. I think it comes from the desire to have people love the same thing you love. So let's say you're a horror fan. Yeah. And somebody's like, well, Get Out's not a horror movie. I get the desire to go, no, it is. Because, you know, you just don't want to admit that you love horror movies. Like, I think it comes from that, like, tribalism idea. Like, love the same things I love. Don't love the same things I do. Um, I think there's some kind of genre preference with that. Does yeah. that make sense? I always looked at it more as like a, not a rating system, but you know, just to, to let people know like, hey, just in case this is a horror movie, you mm-hmm. should definitely, or it's a thriller movie. So it all depends on how many subgenres you want to give a particular movie, you know? Right. And sometimes it can get a little ridiculous, you know, with having so many... No, this isn't a thriller. It's more of a, a psychological mind-bender than anything. Right, like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, you're just you're just making things up now. But you would never call it a comedy, even though there's Exactly, humor. yeah. There's... You'd never call it a romance, even though there's love. I think you could say that there are, like basic categories that you can put things into comedy romance horror and dramas action and action yeah i think for me what i usually decide is which genre of what it fits in goes first which would i say is it you know the biggest piece of the pie yeah for this movie and then go with that you know game night has a lot of action yeah. But comedy is the biggest piece of the pie there. It's a comedy. That's a comedy. Yeah. It's a comedy action movie, you mm-hmm. know, not an action comedy. Um, I think, you know, you look at something like, and then it becomes a little more difficult, right? So, with yeah. like Hot Fuzz. Once you get more, yeah, Hot, hot Fuzz is just perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's the genre it goes yeah, in. It's, it's in the Perfection. perfect genre. Yeah. I like that. Uh, I think it comes from a, a desire to classify things. And I think what we have to remember is the reason to classify something is to be helpful. It's to help somebody understand what a movie might include or what it might be. Yeah. It's not to divide. The, the The purpose of genres is not to divide us. It is to give information. And so I anytime we start playing genre police, I think we're missing the purpose of what genres exist for. So that's probably where it comes down for me. Yeah. I'm right there with you. There you go. So enjoy the suspense thriller. <laughs> if you go see us, uh, that's where we land. Uh, you ready to finish with our buried treasure? Yeah. Whew. There are so many delicious things that we could potentially talk about this week. What'd you decide to pick? Uh, I'm going to let you go first, just in case we have the same thing. We don't have the same thing. You sure? Not a chance. I'll go ahead and go first. Okay. Uh, mine is a podcast called One Shining Podcast. Okay, yeah, that's not one of mine. Uh, <laughs> it is March Madness. We talked about it a little bit in, oh, the, okay. in the pre-show, and this is the best March Madness podcast it may be the best college basketball podcast i just only listen to them during march madness sure um because that's really the only time i pay attention 
But after every single day of games, they break stuff down. And it's really fun to, you know, kind of listen to them talk about. And they're funny and they're cool. And it's just, it's kind of a good mix of just hanging out with, you know, you know what podcast you just like, you find ones with people you feel like you want to hang out with. Good and, talking head podcast can never go wrong. And uh, wink, so, wink. <laughs> <laughs> so one shining podcast is the name. It's actually a ringer podcast. I don't know if you know, listen to any of the ringer shows, but no, um, but they do a really good job. Nice. So, so there you go. My Barrett Treasure. Which one did you pick? I think this week I'm going to go with Love, Death, and Robots. Let's talk about it. Wow. Yeah, I've watched all 19. I have too. Yeah. I have, I have, I have, I have thoughts. I have opinions. Well, okay, here's the thing. With an anthology series, there's going to be hits and there's going to be misses. Sure. Oh, of course. Yeah. I think there are way more hits than misses, though. I... Uh, on a story animation level, I think it's almost all hits. There are only a couple where I'd go, eh, it was okay. Yeah. Um, the vampire one and the uh, the fish, the ghost fish one. Mm-hmm. Those are the only two I was like, eh, I okay. like that ghost fish one. I thought that was really interesting. Uh, it just wasn't for me. Now, some of the hits... Um, Lucky 13 was great. Mm-hmm. The very first one was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like some of these um By the way, you should say what it is because Netflix uses your uh like your algorithm to determine the order of them. Did really? you know that? What? Yeah. I had there's no way that's <laughs> true. That's that's what I read. Okay, give me a second here, because I'm going to look up on IMDb, and if it's in the same order on IMDb as uh-huh. it is, so. Uh, and robots. So I'm going on IMDb right now, and I'm looking at the episode guide, and they are in the same order that I saw them. So Sunny's Edge, which is the the putting your mind in the mm-hmm. alien to fight. Right. I love that one so much. Yeah, it's great. The Secret War, the very last one, love that one too. Mm-hmm. With the Soviets fighting those monsters. Um, I didn't like that one quite as much, but I, I still, I mean, it's amazing work. Here, here are my... Oh, the dump. I hated the dump. That was probably my least favorite you one. You hated it? I think I didn't, I uh, know. Uh, what was the other one? <sighs> suits. Suits was probably my other favorite one where they're in the mech suits on the farm. What was the one where they went through the time portal and he woke up and they were in the wrong place and then he finds out certain things about the oh, place they're in? That Forget- one was horrifying. Yeah, that one was crazy. Was it uh, Beyond the Aquila Rift? Yes, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the one. Oh, man. The, the, I was creeped out by that one. Here's Here are my thoughts. Uh, very specific thoughts. Number one, the Uncanny Valley is almost in our rearview mirror. Uh, there are moments in this where there are computer-generated humans on the screen that aren't... Ba- there are some of these that are based on actors. Um, like Lucky 13 were actual... Uh, actors that I recognized. Yeah. There is a... Um, I forget her name, but she was in Orange is the New Black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but some of them worked. And they're creating human actors out of ones and zeros that for a few split seconds are fooling me now. And that is scary. Like, it's... there. The Uncanny Valley's still there. It still happens. Probably more than a majority of the time I'm still going, okay, I can tell that's not a human. But there are moments where I'm like, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. You're shooting with actors. That's film. That's not computer generated. It's just like the technology is blowing my mind. 
Was the Topher Grace Mary Elizabeth Winston? Was that, that was action? live action? Okay, that was live action. I was yes. thinking, I'm like, no, 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 that one. Wait a minute, <laughs> no, but that yeah. was the only one that had live action in it. Yeah, at all. Okay, so uh, everything like, else was animated. Yeah, that was a fun episode too. Ice Age. Yeah, I like that. Um, that's my first thought. My second thought is, did they require nudity? Like every single, I, I'm gonna say, 17, 17 out of the nineteen. Yeah. Had some form of nudity in them. Like it was on a checklist that yeah. they had to check off. And of those 17, I'm going to say 14 of them were unnecessary. Yeah. Like we're just thrown in. Yeah. Um, well, it's it, Game of Thrones, you know, they just throw nudity because they can. Well, yeah. I mean, there there is that. But I, there's just something where I'm like, can we can we prioritize story? Like I'm I'm by this point, obviously, I'm, you know, I'm beyond being a prude about this kind of stuff with all the content that's out there. But at the same time, like I just, I, I just go, okay, do we really need this? I think it's distracting. I'm not trying to invoke a very philosophical conversation between the two of us, but do yeah. you think what they're all trying to say on some level is why do we even care about nudity anymore? Why can't it be anything? Just So do you think it was a, like a, like an intentional thing? <laughs> no. I think, think that, it just happened that way. No, it's just a question that I've just that just popped in my sure, head sure, of sure. like, I wonder if you know what everything is leaning towards is eh, nudity. What what about it? It's no right. different than language. People used to complain about language in movies, right? And now people care less, right? I think that you know nudity and sexuality is going to be right there on the cusp well, of that those conversation. Two are different, right? Like I said, seventeen out of the nineteen had nudity. Of that, probably less than half of them were like in sexual situations. Yeah. Um, and in some of the things, some of the darkness too, because some of the nudity was also nudity was also violence based nudity, which is always like my problem with that is that it feeds something in some people, not everybody, but some people who are prone to be fed by that already. That is, I don't know, it's dark for me. I just, I those are weird desires that I don't understand, you know, not to trying, harm in, yeah. you know, I don't know, torture, that kind of stuff. I'm not trying to, uh, you know, defend, defend that. Sure, no, but I know what you're saying. Possibly, you know, just if it, if it lends itself to tell a story, I don't think that you should. Well, care. that's fine. I'm just talking in the cases where it really didn't even need to be there for the story. Sure. Okay. That's fair enough. That's, that's all I'm saying. It was just, a, it was a little much for me. Yeah. It was just a little much gratuitous everything but overall i would really like to see several of these turn into either feature links or series i the ideas are astounding yeah they really are most of these ideas are absolutely astounding yeah uh if you haven't noticed by our conversation already definitely not family friendly (laughs) yes i hope that was clear yeah oh also the i think it was the second episode where uh the the robots were on tour through the apocalyptic landscape. Yes, I like that uh, one. I like that one a lot. Yeah. And then the cats. Uh-huh. That was great. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> if you stop petting it, it will explode. <laughs> I don't know if we've said, but even if we did a, a restate, it is on Netflix. Netflix has yeah, yeah. Uh, Love, Death, and Robots. Uh, and the presentation of it is really interesting, too, because you never even see the credits uh, if you don't uh, choose to. Yeah. 
which usually you'll see a few of them in a little like five seconds. It'll go to the next thing. Yeah. But it's interesting because the way this works, they're all kind of defined by uh, pictograph titles. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I just I found the whole presentation very fascinating. They're 10 minute shorts. Mm-hmm. You can watch all of them in a day if you, you know, sat down and just if you sure. had a couple I hours did. on you. Yeah. yeah. I think three hours. I think they come over in just over three hours total. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Less time than I spent on Bandersnatch. That's sure. <laughs> yeah. And that was only a singular story. Was it? I think it was several stories. Within the same... Uh, what? It's not an anthology. Right. Yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, there you go. We did it. Woo! Pods have been casted. Yeah, they have. And casted as well as we can. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today for Sif Pop. It is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other shows on the network at studiodna.media, or you can search Studio DNA in your podcast player. Huge thanks to Andrew for coming out again. Thanks, buddy. How things going? It's going good. I'm glad to hear it. Yep. Got anything you want to let people know about? Not really. I got rid of all my social medias from the phone, <laughs> so... Uh, Andrew is unavailable. Yeah. I mean, I still got them on my computer. It's just I'm going to be posting thro- even less. If you want to throw something out into the social medias for him to find whenever he decides to come back. Yeah. Uh, you, you can find that at Flick Freaks. I am at Aaron Dicer. At Sif Pop also on the social media. So you can check that out too. Much love and gratitude to our members of Sif Pop for giving monthly to make it a real thing. Support starts at three bucks a month and you get access to every bonus episode as well as some other fun perks, including a monthly video hangout. Also, your support directly helping Sif Pop this year to expand some fun new areas. We appreciate it so much. You can find out more information at patreon.com slash Pop. Lots of ways to connect with us. You can comment, rate, or leave a review at iTunes, or email us feedback at sifpop.com. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like the show too, so make sure you let them know about it, and that listening is much easier than finding 327 million matching pairs of golden scissors. Uh, We will have some spoiler chat for us up next, and then we will be back next week to talk about the flying elephant. Dumbo. In case, in case that wasn't clear. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.